0: Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ, a podcast about everyday life from the spiritual, the physical, and the metaphysical perspective. Each week, I'll bring you episodes that have a casual, laid-back, informal, and spontaneous look at this thing we call life. I'm Sunny Don Johnston. Now let's get started. Well, hey there, hey there, hey there, my friends. Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ, and it is a special edition of Off the Cuff because, well, it's St. Patty's Day, so that's a special edition. Although I'm not Irish, and I don't really know why even those of us that aren't Irish celebrate it. I think it's really just an excuse to drink. That's what I think. (laughs) I don't drink beer, so it's not an excuse for me, but I just think any excuse to have a party is why we all must celebrate it. I don't know. What do you guys think? so hey come on in say hello um if you're if you're irish then give me a little hey i'm irish and we'll just give you a little high five because i know some of you are celebrating that Um, and we're going to get started in just a couple minutes with dr john ryan so as you come in and let me know that you're hearing me okay and you're seeing me okay and we are going to get started this is going to be a really interesting um interview i think you guys will love it and um, find a lot of value in um, what dr john has to say so come on in friends it looks like facebook is acting a little bit up which technology seems to be just it's a technology day you know have you ever had one of those days a technology day where things are just not like uh smooth yeah that's kind of how the whole day has been so facebook is a little behind but that's okay we're getting it All right, hello. Hi, Robert. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Helen and Janelle. Kathy. Hi, guys. Hey, Considy. Hi, Pam. Hey, Jay. Hi, Linda. Good to see you guys. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Kathy. Awesome. Welcome, friends. So glad to have you here. All right, so we are going to get started. Uh, Let me just bring on our guest today. Hello, Dr. John Ryan. How are you?
1: Hi, Sonny. I'm terrific. How are you doing? Happy St. Patrick's Day.
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I am in the green. I'm not sure where your green is.
1: So. I was going to say I'm Irish, too, by heritage, so I should really be honoring oh, you. Oh, <laughs> maybe you should.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I've got you covered. i got a scarf, socks, and a shirt. So I
1: appreciate good. that.
0: <laughs> okay. yeah. And it looks like I have my bamboo growing out of the back of my head, so we're all greened up. We're <laughs> good. All right, my friend, so I'm just going to sh- I want to share uh, your bio with everyone first to start so they can uh, know a little bit about who you are and why we're why we're chatting today and then we'll get started. OK, Sounds great. Awesome. All right. So um, John Ryan, M.D., is a professor of medicine and a practitioner of energy and consciousness based medicine. He is an author, Unity Field Healing, Volume One, Foundations of Energy Medicine and Quantum Healing and the founder of Unity Field Healing, a new quantum process based on conscious activation of the DNA field to support healing and personal evolution. He channels the Syrian Blue White Collective who supports Unity Field Healing and humanity's ascension by DNA enhancement. So y'all might need to just take a minute to try to pull all those words in and make sure that they all make sense for you. I kind of feel like I need to read it again (laughs) (laughs) to let it all kind of sink in. But the idea of it is we're really tapping into um, energy and consciousness is is what it sounds like, Dr. John. So first question I have off the top is John Ryan M.D. (laughs) is... Practitioner of energy and consciousness-based medicine. So I got to hear how we went from this to, to this. And I obviously, it's an expansion, but let, let's hear your story. Tell me a little bit <laughs> about it.
1: So, yeah, I, I often get that reaction when people no. discover uh, the, my history, I guess. but
0: and we love that. We love <laughs> that. I'm saying there are lots of seeds planted that are hidden in, like, you know, the allopathic world that are just waiting to to blossom into more of what is, what I would say, reality in my world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we love it, but it's always interesting to hear how it happened.
1: <laughs> so for me, I um, I started in medicine quite young. I kind of went through university and started uh, medical school right away. So I was finishing up medical school by the time I was around 23 or 24. And the interesting thing is that was the point of the harmonic convergence. So people oh, yes. who follow energy things and know the importance of that. So the, en- the end of the 80s. And I was just kind of getting started in my medical practice, and I began to have a series of experiences that I really didn't understand at the time. But in retrospect, I realized what it was is a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. So I began to have these crazy energy things where I would lie down at night and my whole body would begin to vibrate, and I'd start to see auric fields around people or energy fields around people i'd have these really conscious out-of-body experiences where i would travel and see both the 3d realm and an energy realm at the same time and so really peculiar things and to be honest back at the time i thought i was going a little crazy like i didn't really know what i was living but um you know as, as fate would have it the the universe steps in when things like this are happening on purpose i think and I was led to some people who had a much better understanding of energy than I did. And they began to introduce me to some ideas and things that helped me understand. And what happened one morning was I went to a bookstore in town. I woke up and I had this super strong intuition. It was almost like I was compelled to get in my car and drive to this bookstore. And I I knew about the bookstore, but I had never been there. It was a holistic new age kind of a bookstore. And so I find myself in my car. It's almost like I'm you know a marionette being directed here and i go to the bookstore and i walk in and at first it was like oh how am i ever going to find anything i'm looking for in this place like really i start looking around and i'm a little judgy about it i guess and i'm thinking this is not really going to work but i as my eyes went around the room as i looked past one of the bookshelves this book literally magnified on the bookshelf so you know how today when you run your your mouse over like a, an icon on your computer, it kind of magnifies under the mouse. Well, this is what the book did on the shelf. And so I went over and I took the book off the shelf and it was Lee Carroll's first book. It was called The, the New Times. And um, I took it off and it was a channel book and that concept was kind of new to me. And I started reading through it and something in me just really connected with the information. And I I was having like goosebumps and shivers and all kinds of little internal experiences. And so I thought, well, I guess I'll buy this book and see what it's all about. And I thought I had finished my task. And as I was leaving, another book on another bookshelf started to glow. It was like it had a a golden light around it. And I went over and I took that one off the shelf and it was called The Spontaneous Awakening of Kundalini by Gopi Krishna. Mm. And so I thought, oh, okay. So I started to read the back cover of the book and it was like, it was describing, you know, half of the things that I was experiencing. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is actually explaining the phenomena of what I'm living. So I took the two books and I left the bookstore. And I guess I've never really looked back because now that I, you know, I I understand the, the evolution of time and my own story since that point in time, it was, I was really being, taken under the wing of spirit if you will and and brought to the information that i needed at that point in time and so that launched me on a whole other area of interest and i began to explore eastern systems of healing and acupuncture and the meridians and the energy bodies and the chakras and all these kinds of things and i would do different kinds of workshops for you know for different experiences and information i did some shamanistic work And through the course of all that, I had lots of experiences, more than I would take the time to go into right now. But one of the most important things that happened was it kind of culminated in the experience of having visions. And I started having really conscious inner visions and they would teach me things. So I would be shown things almost in a dreamlike state. And in this experience, I would kind of come back to consciousness and I would remember the dream. And have to record the details of the information because everything was deeply coded like what i would see the color of it would be important the position of one thing in reference to another thing in the picture would be important and so on and so forth it was so it's almost like a whack of information that was just kind of presented and then i had to decode it i had to kind of go through the experience of figuring out what the symbolism is and what it was trying to teach me and so a lot of this had to do with the dna the DNA work. And so Cryon and Lee Carroll and his work has, you know, discussed the quantum DNA and various aspects of energy that is related to our DNA system. And most of these visions were around the DNA. And so I realized I was being taught information about this. And so over the course of time, I integrated what I was seeing and began to make sense of it. And I started using it in energy work that I did. And then would have really profound healing experiences. People would have energy experiences during sessions and things that they've never encountered before. You know, even people who were seasoned in healing like Reiki and different kinds of energy work, they would be um, kind of blown away, you know, by the experiences of what they'd have. They'd see energy, they'd feel things they've never felt. They'd have conscious memories of past lifetimes, all kinds of different things would happen during the sessions. And so the work kind of developed and then, in 2017, I was pushed to uh, begin teaching it and to begin initiating other people, if you will, to do the work. And it was shortly after that, that the Syrians came in a a meditation to me, they presented themselves visually, they came as a group of light beings, and they kind of formed this array of light people, you know, standing in front of me in my mind's eye. And they told me that they are part of this work. They're kind of working behind the scenes and they're there when we do sessions. They're there when we do the trainings. And they also asked me to begin a series of monthly transmissions. So we do meditations where people join in the transmission and do an energy experience. It's like an hour meditation. And we go on a journey around the different aspects of energy and the Ascension, what we'll talk, we call the Ascension, which we can talk about. And uh, so that's, kind of where the work has has taken me in the latter days and so it's kind of evolved over time I'm skipping of course a lot of the steps along the way (laughs) I'm just trying to make it brief so people get the an umbrella view if you will
0: the big picture okay so you were going to be what a medical like a a general practice or what were you going to school for
1: so not were I I still do I I went I went to medical school and I was a physician yeah and I was a family doctor for a number of years and I worked in the emergency room mm-hmm. um, as a physician and then I went back and studied a specialty in medicine which is diagnostic imaging so the interpretation of CT and MRI and all the inner imaging of the body the energy yeah. imaging of and I've been a radiologist for the last 15 years and I'm a professor of radiology at the university and I still am today so I, I still do all the medical things
0: okay yeah so you've got, you've got your feet in both worlds absolutely that's so interesting. So, yeah. how do 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 you share this part of you with this part of you, or are they are they set? Because I find that really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. You kind of show up this way, and you're like, "Well, hey, you might want to check out this energy thing." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it happens. There's there's like little nexus points that happen. Like when I'm in a more medical or professional environment, of course, i'm not talking about this sure. kind of information per se. But people will sometimes learn about the work I do. So they'll ask me very direct questions. And often patients will come and have experiences that they share with their physicians. The the physicians know me because we all work in the teaching hospital. So they'll ask me questions around it. Or um, sometimes what'll happen is there'll be, just a conversation will kind of naturally evolve and we'll begin to talk about something. You know, someone will say, they'll ask me a question that's probably unusual for them to ask another physician, but whether they know what I do or my background or not, they'll just say, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And it will open up a conversation and we'll begin to talk really honestly and frankly about things. But I do that in a very respectful way, just kind of, you know, a a gingerly introduction. And if people are Often, what's happened to me is people say, "Oh, gosh, I've had Reiki sessions, or I've done this, or I've gone on a meditation retreat," and yeah. they'll they'll share things that they've done or experienced, and then that the doors fly open, and we can have really lovely conversations when that happens.
0: Yeah, I, I would imagine in, the, in this day and age, it's a lot more open than probably twenty years ago, where it was probably more like, "Okay, let's just keep this over here." And yeah. so I love that because I would think, you know, if I had my choice between I'm going to go to a doctor that that's into this and a doctor that isn't and i need i need the allopathic sport i'm going to pick the one that gets this part of 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 um life also you know right
1: yeah somebody with an open mind and
0: exactly yeah even if
1: they don't have the experience they're open-minded to be
0: right yeah i love that i think i think the integration of the two is so can be so powerful yeah so okay so then you're you're going through your life you're 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 kind of. It sounds to me like you were in your own school, like you were being taught, um, which is how the angels taught me when I was 13. Is it started like I was like I was taking class, Mm -hmm. Um, and so now you have the Unity Field Healing, and you. It sounds like you have um, people that you um, um, that, that 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 use those tools that you train. Yep. and and a, a tune on some level and so now you've moved to this next level where you're actually doing the channeling so is that something for you that like did you always want to channel is it something you're like uh I'm not sure I can do this and just <laughs> cuz I think when spirit presents it's just the way it is you you don't get to get out of it that,
1: that's what I. So, you know. Yeah, it, it felt more like the latter. <laughs> exactly.
0: like, like, uh, okay.
1: Like I have to say, I, it, for me, like I was already in sort of this woo-woo world of energy healing, and yeah. I was very comfortable with it on a personal level because of all the experiences that I had lived along the way. But I was very conscious of the fact that introducing this to someone who's never had those experiences, they think you're a little off the wall, and so. I, I kind of learned to navigate those waters, I guess, and be respectful enough with people not to overwhelm them with thoughts or experiences, those kinds of things. The channeling was a big step for me. But it wasn't really something I sought to do. I, I was familiar with it at this point, and I've hosted Lee Carroll and several other channel uh, channels who present really powerful information in the area where I live. And uh, so I was familiar with the concept of channeling, but it wasn't really something I aspired to. And when it, when they asked me to do this, I was actually reluctant to do it because I thought now I've really stepped over the edge. Like, it's easy to talk to people today about meditation and healing. But to really be full-on channeling information, that was another big step for me. So I, I had to be uh, – I had to coach myself into it, I guess, or talk myself into it or agree to do it over, you know, a couple of months. And then it's, But it's funny how things happen. It's just I set up an evening here. And people came who, who were very familiar with the work. It was a super comfortable environment. So I wasn't threatened by who I was speaking to or anything like that. And it unfolded beautifully. And the information that came forth was so profound. And so the experience was so rich for me that it, it helped make it a little easier to do it again and again. And then before you know it, it's it's something that was happening. Every right. month
0: Yeah. Right. So so um, can you explain to those that are listening and um and watching right now. so you talk about it, it helps with humanity's ascension by DNA enhancement. So hmm. can you explain what like what actually is happening? What does that mean for for somebody that's more of a, like maybe this is the first time they've ever heard that term. Right. Um, what What does that look like or or how would somebody <coughs> recognize that?
1: Right. so the the easiest way to understand that is if you think of yourself as a human being, Everything that is you today, every cell in your body, every little bit and piece of you began at, at one point in time when there was a little cell. That was the very first cell. It's, a, you know, a little sperm and an egg. They fuse together and they make a little zygote. And that little thing grows into a baby, which grows into you. And so every single cell in your body today has that same origin. It came from that original cell. What they showed me in these visions is that there is an energy that comes to merge with a developing baby. And it has a crystalline structure. It looked like the form of a double octahedron pyramid. And in this pyramid, it had encoded information that the soul brings with it to be present with the baby for that incarnation. I'm like, I'm really simplifying it here. But it's it's almost like imagine if you're a soul before you're born and you decide what you're going to do in a lifetime. It might be the parents you're going to choose. It might be the attributes you want to carry. It might be, you know, historically, it might be the karma you wanted to work with in a lifetime. It might be a purpose. It might be uh, an achievement. There's different things you may have as a mission from your soul when you're first coming into to be born. And so all this information is kind of put together in a package, and they took me to a place in a quantum field, if you will. It was kind of like the center of, um, it looked like a courtyard inside a building, and there were doors, many, many, many doors. And I knew intuitively when I was there that if I went through a doorway, I would be walking into a lifetime for that soul. But what happened was, instead of going through a doorway and experiencing the lifetime, energy came Out of the doors and it souped up it blended up in this little pyramid in the middle of the courtyard and that became the quantum information that you that the soul was going to send forth to be present for the human being in that lifetime and so i I mean it's kind of a complex thought
0: very complex so this is this is we're keeping it keeping it simple
1: (laughs) so think of it simply your soul puts together a package of information that's given to you to carry with you in that lifetime that field of energy or information comes and merges with the developing baby and so you carry with you and i carry with me and everybody listening carries with them a quantum field of information that was put together by your soul to be with you through your lifetime.
0: Now is there is there a time frame that this
1: happens? Like It, it happens. Very- it, it, it's strange. I asked the question directly of the Syrians once and they told me before you even imagined. Mm,
0: okay.
1: And so it took me away from thinking, you know, during the third month of a development or the sixth right. month of They said you can't understand the concept of how this happens because it's in a quantum space where right. this is this is decided.
0: Totally get it. Totally. Yeah. So a lot of us, because we're on we're linear thinking, we're thinking, okay, it's at the six week point, at the eight week point, and they're saying the energy is already there before the before the fetus is created, so to absolutely. speak. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, yeah. So and there's potential, so it's not always limited to one particular outcome. There's potential, so the energy may. Say, for example, there were six sets of parents and you could potentially come and be a child to any one of these parents and whichever one happens to work out in the 3D realm would be the one you might go to, for example. So there's lots of variables along the way. And... uh, But in the end, what they've told us is that during our development, we all bring this field of energy with us. Now, there's something very special happening on the planet and people listening may or may not be familiar with it, but the ascension process, this shift in energy that's taking place. What they showed me is through the period that we're going through, this field of energy, this quantum field of energy that we each carry is opening up. And by opening up, what it does is it gives us access to a lot more information that we, can, that we all carry in our souls that we're not familiar with when we're in our bodies. And so the reason that's the case is because of how we're designed. So this information that we brought with us at the beginning was tailored to our lifetime when we were born. But as we go through the ascension, something very special is happening. All that energy is kind of being destructured. Kryon talks about the dropping of karma, for example. All that energy is being changed and we're opening up to a more multi-dimensional reality. And so what that means is we have access to knowledge, to memory, to emotion, to experiences that are outside the realm of our current lifetime. So if we've lived other lifetimes, you may start to remember experiences from those lifetimes. And because of that, we're merging or we're integrating within our physical body and our human experience, a multi-dimensional nature. And so with that, you can see, you know, on a very 3D level, people have become open-minded to reincarnation. Lots of people have had past life memories. We've began to work with healing and therapies that actually go into past lives to help heal in this lifetime, releasing of emotions or the emotional charge around historical experiences and these kinds of things to help us integrate the energy that's coming into the human being at this point in time. And they told us that as children are born today, they're kind of more lined up to that future. But people who were born like pre-80, 1980, or pre-1970, or 60, or 50, came into the world when the decision wasn't fully made about whether the ascension was going to happen or not. And so we were, you're like a bridge. You were born into an energy or an old paradigm, and you're going through a metamorphosis while you're alive through this ascension journey into the energy of what's developing or what's new. And so it's not an easy path to walk. And I think anybody who's been doing healing work and energy work knows there's good days and amazing experiences. And then there's also very challenging experiences. And in a 3d realm, you know, you're familiar with your life. And then all of a sudden you lose interest in all the things you liked and you want to learn about new things. And, you know, your friends may not work anymore and you changing relationships and all kinds of things happen through these kinds of transitions. And so there's a lot for people to process and to live through. And so with this, we're being given tools and teachings and all kinds of information that's made available to help people walk through this time. And so it's a very challenging time. I don't think I need to convince anybody about that. I mean, if you look at uh, on a personal level, on a societal level, on a national level, on an international level, however small or big we go, there's a lot happening, (laughs) a lot going down. For sure. Yeah, and so people are living these experiences. And, And the way to think about it is it's an enlightenment process. But light is not always easy, because when light comes into a system, it exposes the system. And that's kind of what we're living now. And on a personal level, it exposes our energy. So as light comes into us, we, we go through this journey of healing things in us that are still wounded or, you know, they need the attention of integration. And so the healing work falls into that realm. It's like a tool for helping people integrate this higher quantum energy or this new level of energy that's coming into the planet through the ascension process and the unity field healing work is is tailored to help people achieve that integration that's the easiest way to explain it
0: so so if people like if people are listening right now and they're like man i'm i feel pretty normal i don't know what he's talking about the others are like "Uh uh-huh yeah i get it how do you discern the difference between those that are recognizing maybe there's some things going on out here, but they don't really experience it internally versus those that are really spinning from it. Do you you think that there's some people that are more aware and in tune of the energy frequencies and then others that are so kind of grounded in the 3D world that there's more lack of awareness or, or, is there a different way to, cause I know, I know people on both sides, obviously yeah. Yeah, so do I. forever. So how do you, how would you explain that or how would they explain that?
1: So there's, there's a, a timing that's part of it. And a couple of things come into the picture. So the way spirit works is there's always the autonomy of choice. People have free will. And so your soul is not going to push you to learn or to grow or to realize in ways that are not in alignment with your soul's original path unless you're open to it Mm -hmm. and so but but the soul is funny the soul doesn't think the way the human mind thinks the soul's not afraid of the challenges that are part of that transition but right. as a human being we might be very afraid of that right. the soul will encourage us and take us by the hand and walk us through it you know with relative grace and ease through a transition but it won't be afraid of the transition in the first place it you know it'll take on the challenge of what that brings people some people do get become so embedded in the comfort and the life of the 3d reality they wouldn't want to change it and that's that's okay there's no right or wrong from the perspective of spirit right. other people are so unhappy with their 3d reality that they're constantly seeking to change it and transform it and we begin to see how challenge and issue and those kinds of things that we face as human beings can actually be a stimulus they're like a nidus to push us forward sure. so when the soul is ready, whether we think we are ready or not, things will start to happen and we'll be encouraged to walk that walk. And so all kinds of things become a gateway to spiritual exploration. Some people do it by curiosity. Some people do it by encountering things that intrigue them and inspire them. Other people lose their job. Other people will have a divorce midlife. Other people will become so Discouraged or depressed or disenfranchised from what the reality is, and start looking for answers. Some people will have a physical illness, and the illness will become the very thing that catalyzes their transformation. And so, lots of things happen to push us forward. So it's it's such a big mosaic. It's hard to say it's always this or it's always that. It's not like that.
0: Yeah, right. I hope
1: hope that makes sense.
0: I think it's important for people to hear though that that there's all those different ways that it happens, and. That it's okay if it doesn't.
1: A hundred percent.
0: I think there's a lot of us are like, okay, come on, like, <laughs> come, on, come on, come on with me, and and the people are like, no. I'm, 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 I'm. And, there's always, and I'm sure you've noticed it, but there really is a lot of this judgment and criticism to the people that aren't moving in the way that others think they should move, and yeah, and. The, and the big picture is what spirit and I agree with this so much that source says is um, there is no right way. So you, you yeah. all came in with different messages, different person, purposes. So don't judge somebody's over here and somebody's over here. It's all good.
1: Yeah. 100%. It's right for you. That's right. And the, the other thing with spirit to realize is the time frame is not the same as it is to us. Like we were very impatient by nature as human beings, no judgment in that we're all the same. Like we always kind of want things yesterday and, when we have a new idea we want to get busy and make it happen and all this kind of stuff so we're inspired that way but spirit is wise and it kind of sees the, the big picture and it understands the dynamics that need to happen and when things are being worked on for us from the level of a more quantum reality what, what what's required sometimes to make that happen like say for example somebody's been looking for information and they don't know the information they're looking for And so spirit will work behind the scenes to bring someone who has that information in platform to someone who's seeking the information. So that's, that's going to be happening in our interview. There'll be people listening to this who think, gosh, I've never heard that before, but that's the kind of information I need to know. And I want to learn about it and they'll be inspired. So there's synchronicities that lead to really special events that, that have to be set up, if you will. And that may take days or weeks or months, and sometimes even years when it comes to, to big picture things. And so there's a, a natural timing that has to be followed. And there's lots of potential choices along the way that may, may make that happen faster or slower. And so when we se- when we see that big picture, we lose the concern about time. You kind of settle into that space where you realize this is important and I know it. I'm just going to put a pin on it. And maybe next week I'll understand why it's important or a month from now or this kind of thing. And you learn to go with the rhythm of change. And I think that's a really important spiritual teaching, like to be in the moment, to be present with the experiences as, as they are, and then to let them lead you to the next thing that's important for you. And when you learn to cooperate with that, there's a lot less strife or grief yeah. or frustration or what
0: yeah. have Get in the flow.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Um, So is there is there a way to I think some people might use the term activate this energy? Because so. So, yes, it can happen like you're saying, it's going to happen naturally and you've got to kind of be aware and and open yourself up. But is there like an attunement process or an activation that that those that are watching or listening or that maybe um, when you are channeling the Syrian blue uh, why a collective that they are able to to help support that energy so that people can because you said we are impatient so people can start moving in a direction that 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 skews their soul so to speak
1: that's exactly what the work is all about so like people will say to me sometimes do i need to do unity feel healing to experience this ascension journey and i'll say of course you don't this is a it's an organic natural process it's something that's happening anyway on the planet but because of the turbulence and the relative time frame that we're on, spirit is giving us things to help us do it more expediently with a lot more grace, if you will, or with a lot more um, facilitation. And so the, they're tools. They're not obligations, they're tools. But when people do, so, so for example, you can have a unity field healing uh, session. And they work in the first set. There's three sessions that take place in the unity field work. The first is a conscious DNA activation. Now, the DNA is not being simply activated by this process. That's something that's happening innately. But what they do, what's ha- what happens in the session is the light beings will come and work within the person's quantum DNA space to help them in a very personal way, bringing together the connections or the, the crystalline order within the structure to help them move forward. The second is an attunement to a very specific light template, a pattern that is the pattern that works within the quantum space as I was shown to help create this integration. And then the third session is called tailored support. So it's when people are going through Ascension experiences and they're having a challenge with an issue or with an experience in their life and they want specific support around that issue. You kind of bring that into the session and you do a session with that as the intention behind the session. And so it's there as a tool of support. The other thing is the transmissions. And so there's a series now of um, uh, 12 last year, we're on the ninth one. So 21 transmissions have been given at this point in time. And they all have very specific themes, like attuning to the ascendant diamond light body, activating diamond light codes, et cetera, et cetera. And all of these, the way this these transmissions take place is there's a three hour evening, there's a presentation which is mostly a teaching for the first two hours. And then the last hour is a meditation. and we go into a meditation and a transmission. and we are taken on an energy journey. And what happens in those sunny is I'm shown things like in my mind's eye energetically. and I'm like a tour guide. I'll take us through what I'm being shown in the transmission. And people will have their own inner experience through the transmissions. And so those are very, very supportive in healing work. And so what I do is the, the evenings are events that people sign up for. There's a registration, that kind of thing. And then, but the very last hour, the transmission, I make it available afterwards for free for everybody to go back and tune into transmissions if they want to. So on my webpage, there's a link to the YouTube page where these are all held. And there's a page under the Syrian Blue White Collective section of of the website where all the previous one hour transmissions are there. So people can go back and do them, you know, and they're freely available to everybody or you can sign up for the future events and spend the whole evening. They're really fun. They're three hours. We're together. There's a teaching and, and then we do the transmission live.
0: So. And is there, is there opportunities for that? So that's what on the YouTube, it's the age of Aquarius transmissions that you can go and people can go and watch and get more information about. That is, that is
1: one. That's a very special one. That was in December of 2020. On December 21st, I was asked and they don't do this very often. There's usually a monthly transmission, but that was one done out of sequence in addition to the other transmissions. And it was about that specific time frame because they told me it represented a threshold of energy. It was a really important energy step in the future integration of the crystalline field. And so it was given to explain what's happening energetically at that time. And then we did a transmission to help people personally kind of walk with grace through the transition of that time. So that's yeah. something, yeah.
0: So that could be very valuable to to many of you because I'm sure that you have seen, um, you know, even as a doctor, let alone in this, um, seen the um, the reaction that our physical bodies even are going through in these changes. You know, the emotional body and the energetic body and the physical body. I think a lot of times in the three D world we notice it there first, if yeah. you know, not. Aware of the energy shifts and and so so many people, I would imagine that being able to go on um, a journey of of um, of walking through this would help people be able to integrate and understand more of what's um, what's happening. And yeah, and true. the understanding helps you to allow. I would I, a little to be more open and 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 allowing i guess
1: and and also at peace with the whole thing because it it is unsettling like when you're going through these times of uncertainty or personal times of uncertainty difficult experiences we're afraid of this we're worried about that you know so on and so forth the first thing we lose is our peace in the moment we lose our peace we lose our connectedness and our presence and so the syrians are so big on going back to this place of peace within our internal space within the heart they're always pulling us there in these meditations mm-hmm. and so it's a profound reminder to of how to stay aligned how to be present in your own internal experience through the transition of these times and you know we talk about in spiritual teachings the the witnessing you know being able to be immersed in things without being in you know enmeshed in, in, in things like right. to be able to right. witness what's happening without having big emotional reactions around them yes. and so they're very uh conscious of that i find in the, in the transmissions that are given they're always teaching us how to do that to remember to do that and taking us there in the meditations and you really do when you're in that space of witnessing it's like you see through things you can kind of <laughs> you yeah. know what's happening is happening but you actually see through it and you right. see it's okay it's this is a this will come this will go like all things do and nothing is worth surrendering my peace to the moment and so you really learn to stay in that space and i think that's the healthiest wisest thing we can do
0: sure sure yeah. do you so with um the syrian blue white collective people always ask this question so i'm curious yeah. so are are they because i heard you mentioned a couple of times i think some sacred geometry mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of your images and visions sound like it's coming through sacred geometry um, so where where do these beings exist? Are they light beings? Are they galactic? Are, wh- where or do you know? Have they have they said?
1: They haven't specifically said, but they've shared information. So they said they represent Syrian consciousness, and they they've told me in one of the transmissions that I'm an ambassador of that consciousness. So as a physical person, that's kind of my job, if you will, to be here in that way. And um, but they represent a Syrian-based consciousness. But they said they have galactic experiences. They've been present with the Earth's evolution since the very beginning, even in the times of Lemuria when the Pleiadians first seeded the planet, and all this kind of stuff. They've been there as part of this whole galactic evolution, and so they're part of the the family of light, the whole family of divine beings that are part of the incarnation of humanity on the earth. So they fit into the spectrum of that whole family, but they really represent a specific kind of consciousness in series. When they come into the meditations, they they often come first as a collective field of light, and then they kind of fan out it's like the the light separates and they turn into beings so it's it's like one ball of light but then it turns into many beings of light yeah and so they they told me they do that specifically to begin re- reminding us that in this realm of spirit, this is how we are. We work collectively, even though we represent different faces of the divine. And so they come that way. That's exactly how they present. So they come as a force field, like a consciousness light field, I guess is the easiest way. And then they individuate and then they stand. If we're working in a group, they'll often come behind the group. And it's like there's one person assigned to every person in the experience,
0: Mm -hmm. if you will. Well, it's interesting because that's actually when I was just listening to you, because I, you know, this is, it's not the same, but I do a lot of this work, and so mm-hmm. as I was listening to you, that's actually exactly what I saw was this this light energy that then separated into beings. And yeah. so when you just said that, it was just a validation, and and it's almost like a loose form, not complete form, right? Not like yeah. we would assign a a body, so to speak, but yeah. form in that individual energy.
1: Yeah, and they, they'll have it has the shape of a body, but I, I never see facial features. Yeah. I never, they're, they're really just all made of light,
0: yeah.
1: and, and it's a bluish white light, which is, I guess, yeah. why they gave me the name the blue white light, which I yeah. later learned was very familiar to Sirius. Like when people talk about Syrian light, it's the blue beings or the blue light beings. So, mm-hmm. and um, and I also make a deep connection to Egypt, and I know that they were very present in Egypt, and that some of the memory and the energy work that's being done is related to things done in that time as well and this all kind of started they came to me actually after a visit to egypt i had gone on a tour of egypt and i came back and was in meditation one day and that's when they presented themselves
0: Ah, they brought him back
1: yeah i guess
0: so let's go grab him (laughs)
1: <laughs> there he is we found him
0: <laughs> okay so I have one last question for yeah. you about, that. Sure. I just about this and that is so with everything that is happening and so many people I'm sure you observe which is I'm sure why they've um, you know why I think humanity has had so many more people that have insight and awareness to help, to help balance this energy with all the fear that's going on mm-hmm. Do you feel hopeful Oh
1: gosh, do I ever? Yeah. No, that's a great question. I feel so hopeful for humanity. The the these are very difficult times. There's no way around it. Like there's so many things happening on the stage of life. And but I think people are starting to feel it. Like the last number of years have been very difficult for all kinds of reasons. And then come 2021, we've it's like we walk through a veil of energy and we recognize we have a footing in something new. But it's not integrated enough yet to really feel like we know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm trying to put words on on an inner so experience. It's
0: like a different unsettledness. Like at first it was unsettled and it felt heavy. Now it's an unsettledness, but it's not as he- like it's, it's. still not
1: as heavy. And every day you feel it's a little bit lighter. And then there's glimpses. People will have during the day these experiences of a little buoyancy or a memory of something in their childhood that really brings joy or happiness. And we start to connect to these kinds of feelings in a special way. And so we're, we're walking into a time that's, it's not without challenge and it's not without further elements of transition and transformation, but there's a buoyancy that's starting to, to be integrated. And I was told by the Syrians that this year represents a year of what they refer to as deep crystalline integration, And they said, you can think of this in your terms, the way you have a Wi-Fi system and and an Internet and the World Wide Web. Your planet is kind of being wired up for something new. And this year is the year that the infrastructure on a crystalline level, if you will, or a quantum level, is really going to be solidified Mm -hmm. and kind of made stable. And people are going to begin to have very profound energy spiritual and consciousness based experiences and they're going to become very aware of the fact that that's what's happening and so you kind of feel it happening around us and it, but it's slow it's like it's almost like the way the ocean is you know there's an ebb and a flow there's a little water comes in and water goes out and each one changes us a little bit but it's hard to see the big change until many days have gone by or many weeks or months have gone by and uh, but they've told us to be very optimistic. And I believe this innately in myself as well. There's so many things with the future that are we've all been dreaming of. We, we want a world where there's no war. We want a world where technology supports humanity in a way that is good for the environment, in a way that's clean, in a way that respects nature and so on. We want educational systems that honor the soul of a person. Like they're not structured, boxed in ways of thinking, but a free form of education that allows people to learn essentials, but really become what their soul wants them to be. And so we're all, we've been asking and praying and hoping for these kinds of things for, for decades now, you know, generations even. Yeah. And, but we're really on the threshold of that kind of a world. Yeah. And so we're gonna look back a hundred years from now and say, this place is magical as much as it doesn't always feel that way at this moment in time so i feel so hopeful for the future in fact it's 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 beyond our wildest imaginations what's going to happen in the next hundred years for sure
0: beautiful well and some of us might live for a hundred years why not
1: (laughs) and i guess if not we'll be back right
0: (laughs) okay so let's just give some information so if you guys want to go to the youtube um Channel Dr. John's YouTube channel. Then I'm assuming is that under Dr. John Ryan or is that actually under the um, Syrian Blue White Collective?
1: John Dr. John Ryan Unity Field Healing. Both of them are in the title, so it should be okay. pretty easy to find. Okay. Or you can link it through the website.
0: Okay, and and also um, Tracy's got some links on here throughout the chat for you as well to listen to the Age of Aquarius. And then if you want more information, just in general, then you can go to Unity Field Healing dot com communityfieldhealing.com
1: yep exactly
0: okay perfect all right now i've got some off the cuff questions for you love it <laughs> all right Let
1: better sit up straight
0: <laughs> all right so if you um if, if you were going to um share uh create a billboard and it had you get just one sentence what would the billboard say and where would you put it
1: It would say believe and i would put it in the middle of every city in a place where everybody sees it some point during the day
0: Mm. yeah and that leaves that leaves it open to each person's experience yeah i love that love it all right what was your first job
1: I worked as a steward on a on a boat that crossed between two provinces in Canada, New, Newfoundland. It a it's a ferry boat that travels between two of the provinces. One of them is an island. Oh! And so I worked on it uh, in the cafeteria, cleaning rooms, the steward, you know, uh, changing rooms when passengers left the boat, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay.
0: Cool. That that'd be kind of cool. I yeah. Never someone <laughs> Sorry. I've never been on one of those.
1: Oh, well then see, you have to, you have to try that now. Once the travel restrictions are lifted.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, Do you have any kind of. Obsession with anything. Like, is there something that you like you're always into you're obsessed with? you, You can't not pay attention or, or, or collect this particular thing, or you just have something like that. That you'll
1: share. Yeah. It's funny. It's not, I have an obsession, but it's not an external obsession. It's an internal obsession. I love anything that brings me closer to the truth. And so any kind of book, any kind of conversation, any kind of workshop, any kind of movie, any kind of experience that, helps me remember the depth of, of human spirituality and the truth and the light that lies in us. Um, it always lights me up. I always feel so happy, so excited, so grateful. Um, so that really charges me. So if anything I'm obsessed with, it would be that.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I kind of feel like I'm that way too.
1: Cool.
0: <laughs> All right. Do you have um, anything that you kind of geek out on that you're that you have kind of that geeky, that people would be like, "Really, that's what you want to study right now?" I mean, you're already a doctor, so there's got to be a little bit of that in you somewhere. I'm thinking
1: <laughs> it yeah. changes. I think we all go through phases, oh. right? Like, there's a time when learning about the human body was it fascinated yes. me because it's such a complex machine that you realize it's incredible that it even exists or works at all, yeah. and then you, oh, right. you you know what I mean, like, and then anything now it's kind of more the energetic aspects of that like things that how do emotions affect it how how is the energy system of the body affected by food by emotion by experiences by all the things that we live as human beings and so that interface between consciousness and the body i just i love learning about that and experiencing things so i kind of geek out on that anything about healing and and growing and developing and moving us forward into this new realm of consciousness that we're being birthed into in these days.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is your favorite place you've ever been?
1: Um, Gosh, that's tough. Because I've been to quite a few amazing places, but the favorite, favorite, um, I I think it's Hawaii.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, Hawaii for restoration and Egypt really was exciting for me too, I was really, Blown away! I had so many profound experiences there, both inside, internally, and externally. Uh, so that was really exciting. And then Hawaii was probably—it's the place where I feel I'm nurtured. I go there and I feel like I've—if I've, I was a plant, it was like someone took me to the horticulturist and I got everything I needed there to grow and be happy.
0: <laughs> That's the way to describe it. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, and last question. Um, if you wanted to leave the uh, our community with one um, lasting thought, what would it be?
1: You're divine. You are divine. In you, there's a light. In you, you are a soul. You're a spirit. You have all the answers you need for your own development, your own healing, your own journey inside you. Um, there's a divinity that's seated in you, and it's time to wake it up. And uh, so you're divine and, and learn what that means, experience it, what it means and, and bring it into fruition. It's the time to do it.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, my friends. So for those of you, again, that want to connect with Dr. John Ryan, go to unityfieldhealing.com and uh, you can get all the information there. It looks like they have a, um, a registration for tomorrow night at 630 Eastern Time uh for uh the class and the transmission is that what's happening tomorrow
1: yeah tomorrow is this month's transmission actually so this one is tuning to the ascension grid and metatronic light
0: Ooh, metatronic light yes all right so you guys can go check that out if you're interested thank you i so appreciate you being with us and i know that everybody is uh They're all talking about, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. So (laughs) you'll you'll hear from people. Thank you so much, Dr. John. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, Sunny. And you really are. I I was thinking you're so well named, like you are a ray of sunshine. So
0: (laughs) This is my given name, and my mother had it five years before I came in. So maybe she got a little bit of that.
1: Oh, well, there you go. A little intuition there, huh? <laughs> uh, it's been truly delightful and uh, a really heartful thanks too to everybody listening. And, and even in the future, listening, uh, it's really, my heart goes out with a big gratitude.
0: So, Yes. Thank you all, friends. Thanks for joining us, my friends. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to Off the Cuff with SDJ. If you gained some knowledge, if you felt a connection, if you got some ahas or insight into this thing we call life, if you feel like you're a little more elevated than you were before you listened to this podcast, then please subscribe to this podcast. And if you're already signed up, please rate and review it. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to get more information about me and what I have to offer, go to my website, Johnston. That's with a T, dot com. Thanks so much, my friend, and I hope to see you next week.